um, anyway, back to this evening. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Uh, not only is it unusual, but now it's even more unusual that, uh, that we're up here like this. But this whole, this whole year's been unusual. And so tonight, we, we really wanted it to be about uh, us coming together. Uh, it's a worship service. You know, we wanted to worship together. Uh, you're going to hear from the kids reading some scripture from their homes. Uh, this year has been a big year with virtual uh, people that never heard of Zoom have gotten used to it now, and people that have never uh, used uh, you know, Meeting Place and Microsoft Teams and all these things. But we had the kids, uh, you're going to get a chance in just a few minutes to see the kids read some of the script. Not all the kids, but a few of the kids read fr- in front of their own uh, fireplace or Christmas tree in their home. So we wanted to get to feel like a family. You're gathered here as a family. Uh, my wife's up here because we're just here as a family just to worship tonight, just like you are. I just happened to come back up here a little later, and I have some things to share. She won't come back up for that. Uh, but I have some things to share uh, about this uh, as we just kind of remember what Jesus has done, this miraculous incarnation that leads ultimately to the resurrection. Uh, so we're looking forward to celebrating that uh, and just kind of remembering those things. Uh, after, the kids, after the kids share on video, which we recorded, I want to thank Randy West and Nicole Clay for putting that together. Uh, you'll get a chance to see the kids. And then right, right after that, we have 14 adults, seven men and seven women that will come up and alternate. And instead of me reading the scripture, they're going to read it. So you're going to get to hear not only from them, but we're going to have several other languages spoken. They will read whatever their language is. They'll also read it in English. So uh, no matter what, you'll get it in English, but if they read in Samoan or if they read in Spanish or one of the other languages from India, uh, you may not understand what they're saying, but they will read that same text in English as well. So we just want to, that's part of who this family is. God has put our family together to be a diverse family, a family that much like uh, they're at the uh, you know, city of Bethlehem, God was bringing together the continents of Europe and Africa and Middle East all together through the birth of Jesus. And so this family reflects, I think, what God was starting to do. So again, that's what tonight is all about. The mic playing games with us notwithstanding. Uh, The rest of the night, uh, we hope that uh, you'll enjoy, and uh, we'll have you out of here right about 6 o'clock. But let's, uh, let's again pray one more time for the Lord's anointing over the rest of it, that there's no more technical difficulties. And uh, and. Pray for the AV. They don't like it. They like it less when things go wrong because they, these guys are so good at what they do, and it's not their fault that sometimes the mic will do what it does. So thank you for you guys serving back there. Let's pray. And, uh, and then right after that, you'll see the video from the kids, and then you'll hear from the other adults reading this text. Lord, we're just thankful for this time this evening. Uh, Lord, uh, we recognize that that first night there in Bethlehem was not elaborate at all. Mm-hmm. There was no sound system. There was no live stream. Matter of fact, Lord, if it wasn't for the glory in the heavens, it would have been very, very rustic at best. So, Lord, we're thankful for this place. We're thankful for this sanctuary. We're thankful for those that you've gathered, those that are online, those that are here. Lord, may you stir hearts and souls. May we truly leave here more committed to worshiping you than we came. And if anyone doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, they would come to know you, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. 
Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a, in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the day of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came down to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For he, we have seen the star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Matthew 2, 5 and 6. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem and the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people. From them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, go and search carefully for the young child. When you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. After the wise men had listened to the king, they went on their way. The star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them. It finally stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. The wise men went to the house. There they saw the child with his mom, Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and gave him gold. Frankincense and more. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swirling cloth line in a manger. Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quinarius was governing Syria.
ജനസംഖ്യ രേഖപ്പെടുത്തേണ്ടതിന് അവരുടെ പട്ടണങ്ങളിലേക്ക് യാത്രയായി സോ ഓൾ വെന്റ് ബി രജിസ്റ്റേർഡ് എവറി വൺ ടു ഹിസ് ഓൺ സിറ്റി Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea into the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary his betrothed wife who was with child so it was that while they were there the days were completed for her to be delivered Ukalua faipo fitu wafanawa eia lana tama ulumatua uaia awi yate eia ile ie mafataoto ile mea ifafanga imanu awasa ale ai ava noa moilato ile falitalimalo Verse 7 And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in his swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over their flock at night Verses 9 and 10 And behold an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid Then the angel said to them do not be afraid for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people Verse 11 Que os ha nacido hoy en la ciudad de David un Salvador que es Cristo el Señor. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill towards men So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another Let us know let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Luke 2:16. Vo bagar Bethlehem ponche wa ha Miriam or Joseph mile or chota bacha jo charne me para hua tha. Luka 2:16. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the sayings which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which they which were told them by the shepherds
things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. You can give them a round of applause. Great job. I can say hola, so, you know, there's, uh, there's that. I can say a few more than that, Lucy, but, uh, but the rest of the languages I don't know much. Uh, but great to hear. Well, want to be great um, when you get to heaven. On the day of Pentecost, everybody heard exactly, didn't matter what language they spoke, they heard clearly as if it was in their own language. So it just may be when you get to heaven, uh, God may keep all the languages, but you may be able to speak, well, you probably will, all fluently. Could be that God's language is Hebrew, and that's the number one, but everything else under that, you know, you might know them all. That'd be great. So the Bible says we'll know even as we're known. But um, uh, what a great uh, group of verses. Uh, two well-known passages. The kids read them. They did good too, didn't they? Yeah. Two well-known passages of Scripture, but part of one incredible story. Uh, that unlike the entertaining Christmas movies, and I like them. Do you guys like the entertaining Christmas movies? Unlike these entertaining Christmas movies, this story is actually true. <laughs> and if it weren't true, we'd have no reason whatsoever to celebrate during this season, or in any other season for that matter. Because of this story, if we've come by faith and repentance, or at least if you're watching online or you're here, you're willing to come by faith and repentance, to the one at the center of this story, we're assured that our personal story has a happy never-ending, a happy never-ending eternity with the very one that they worshipped in Bethlehem and we've been worshipping here tonight. You see, Jesus didn't come just to be born with a miraculous virgin birth, but he came to bring new birth to the souls of mankind that would believe on his name. Now, speaking of his name, when you look through the two passages that the kids read and the adults just read, we see the following names of Jesus. You may not have heard it, uh, but it was happening. These names were coming, whether you were hearing them all. Let me list them. Son, Emmanuel, King of the Jews, Ruler, Shepherd, the Young Child, the Firstborn Son, Savior, Christ the Lord, the babe. All of those are names or titles of Jesus. And all these names and descriptions of Jesus can be summed up by one name or title, Messiah. Everything can be summed up, Messiah, Savior, which means Christ or, the word Messiah means Christ or anointed. So when you say Christ or Messiah or anointed, you're saying the same thing. Because all the mess, why is this the case? Because all the messianic prophecies spoke uniformly of one to be born that would do the following save, redeem, rule, shepherd, restore. Jesus would fulfill all of those in himself. He would be anointed to bring peace with God, which was lost due to sin. And with our fellow man, God also gives us peace. Because if Jesus doesn't bring peace, this world will never see peace. Amen? Right. It's been a failure for a long time. But all of this takes place through the work of salvation. And this anointed and promised work of 
the Messiah, not really completely understood as to how God would bring it about. Even the prophets, the Bible says even the angels were looking into these things. Not fully aware until God would turn the page. And that's kind of true in our life. We don't know what God has in store until he turns that next page. You know the passage in Isaiah 9, 6. It was at the beginning of the kids' kids video there. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders... And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We talked about this Sunday. No one ever calls a baby Everlasting Father. But this one, you do. And only this one, you do. And all of these roles and more were needed as centuries of failures had proven. We needed a ruler that could fulfill all of these roles because no one else could do it. For nearly 4,000 years, the world knew it needed something or someone different than every other leader who had come and died. All the pharaohs, all the Assyrian kings, and all the Babylonian kings. and The world knew that someone or something else was needed. Nothing and nobody had stopped the steady stream of sin and death and sickness and disease and famines and wars and slavery and sadness and depression and fear and anxiety and hopelessness. Nobody else could address those things with all their programs and their empires and their government actions. But the promised Messiah would address all of these manifestations of the curse of corruption. Jesus was coming to enter into a corrupt world. You have a perfect God entering a very imperfect world. Matter of fact, it's well said, the only perfect thing you'll ever hold in this lifetime is the Bible you're holding, because that's one of Jesus' name, the Word of God. So the same prophet, the same prophet that quotes this verse, or, or wrote this verse, also gives us this passage in Isaiah 61, 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news, that's where we get the word gospel, good news to the afflicted. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedoms to prisoners. Well, I hope that somebody watching online is sitting in a hospital bed right now, not because I want them in a hospital bed, but because they need to hear from Jesus tonight. Not everybody's going to be opening presents tomorrow. Not everybody is really happy right now. Not everybody is saved. Not everybody is feeling like, wow, God has visited me. So Jesus came. Matter of fact, he, I talk about this all the time. Everywhere he went, he went to the lowest person in the room, the person that was afflicted with leprosy or prostitution or downcast or people would ignore them or ostracize them. Jesus came for those that are afflicted. It says in Isaiah 9, 2, back to the ninth chapter of Isaiah, same prophet Isaiah, much of Isaiah is messianic, by the way. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine upon them. You know that uh, both uh, this fact as well as the symbolism that God used, the wise men followed that bright star, and then the night of Jesus' birth, the shepherds see this blinding light. All of this speaks to Jesus. Sure, there were pockets of peace 
and some godly men that even God raised up and women that made a difference. But the general course of the world was darkness and despair and still is, which causes the hopelessness that was so prevalent then and is so prevalent now in 2020. People are gripped by fear and just despair. And yet the hopeless world then and now would see the answer to all its problems, and of all things, a helpless baby. A helpless baby. But let me tell you, helpless in appearance only. As the Spirit of God, as we saw there in Isaiah 61.1, it says the Spirit of God would be upon him. Did you know Jesus, even as a helpless baby, the Spirit was overshadowing Jesus. There was a fortress around Jesus that he could not be touched until the Father said, now. Isn't that awesome? Remember times they tried to kill Jesus a couple times in his life? Well, that we know of, could have been more. But every time he just kind of like glide right through them, nobody could touch or harm them until God says, now the nails go in. Until Jesus, according to the will of the Father, had full was ready to fulfill the mission of God. There was a fortress of angels around him. He could not be touched until that time. So helpless as a baby, yes, but also no. Not Caesar, not Herod, not Pilate, not the chief priest, not the Roman soldiers, not Satan himself could stop Jesus, and they all tried, could stop Jesus from coming and completing what he had to do. Nobody could stop him from fulfilling the mission. Aren't you glad that's true? That nobody could stop him from fulfilling the mission? The world couldn't stop him from coming, couldn't stop him from rising. Which takes us back to that initial night in this eternal story. When the angels rejoiced in the heavens over the birth of Christ, they did so with unbridled praise, didn't they? The, I mean, just a, it started out with one angel talking. All of a sudden, goes from one angel till all of a sudden the sky is lit up with many angels. And we don't even know if it's one of these things that bizarrely, the shepherds could see and nobody else could see it, or if anyone in that vicinity could see it, we know they could see it. But the angels rejoiced with this unbridled praise. The birth of the, uh, the promise had come, and the completed mission of the Messiah wasn't yet complete, and yet the angels worshipped as if it was complete. Does that make sense? It wasn't complete, and yet they worshipped as if it was completely Complete. Why? You see, the angels, they didn't have a faith problem. The angels didn't have a faith problem. They lived in heaven. You don't need, the Bible says you don't need faith. And once you're there, faith is not, your, your eyes will see. They didn't, the angels didn't have a faith problem. And that's because they didn't have a sin problem. They weren't of the fallen angels. They didn't have a faith problem because they didn't have a sin problem. These sinless servants, the angels of God are all sinless. They've never sinned. These sinless servants from heaven, they saw the complete control of God. They saw God constantly. They saw that everything... We, don't you wish you had that kind of faith that you truly believe that God was in control of every single second? I do, because sometimes I don't. But they knew that God was in complete control of the unfolding plan of God. And they knew with 100% certainty that what God had sent Jesus to do, he would finish it. They, would, they knew he'd finish it. And they knew he'd finish it with saying these words, it is finished. 
they knew that peace would come because Christ had come. They knew if God, God sent Jesus, peace would follow. They knew salvation would come because Christ would conquer sin and death. And his death on the cross and his triumph over the grave, they knew that would bring the victory. So they rejoiced in the heavens to the amazement of the shepherds as if all that would happen later had already happened. Because in God's economy, it had, right? He's not bound by time. Because they knew that Jesus hadn't at this point completed anything, at least in time and space. But they knew he would fulfill every single prophecy that Isaiah wrote, or Micah wrote, or Malachi wrote, or Moses wrote, every single prophecy, and ultimately bringing salvation. And when the angel proclaimed there in Luke 2.10, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. You know, God wants to say this, is saying this to the American church. Do not be afraid. I bring you good tidings. I'm glad to see all of you out tonight. In spite of the rain and the coronavirus and all the other stuff that's out there, God wants you to just, don't be afraid, just come to me. Go to him. Those of you that are online and you can't be out, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you are hearing the word of God. This incredible news is proclaimed, as I mentioned, with this great light. The angels all of a sudden shining, much like what Paul would see, although he was completely blinded by it, but this incredible light against the backdrop of what? A dark black night. Where Jesus comes to us in the night, doesn't he? A picture of the light of Christ piercing the darkness of this world and of sin and of death. And this news of joy is a proclamation of hope. The angels are proclaiming hope. The eternal hope of Messiah has arrived. The late J.I. Packer had this to say. He said, the Christmas message is that there is hope for a ruined humanity, hope of a pardon, hope of peace with God, hope of glory, because, not, because at the Father's will, Jesus Christ became poor, again, shedding off all the glory of heaven, and was born in a stable so that 30 years later, he might hang on a cross. I know that the world doesn't tell this part of the story, but we have to know this part of the story because that's what makes the whole thing marvelous. I've mentioned numerous times that the scriptural uh, meaning of hope is, and you guys that attend CCR, you should know this by now, the scriptural meaning of hope means joyful expectation. It's not the hope that says, I hope I win the lottery. That's a joyful, I doubt I will, but if everything against all odds happens, you know, this is the different kind of, this is a hope that you can anchor to and say, it'll happen as sure as, like, you don't have to say, I hope the sun rises tomorrow. You know it's going to rise tomorrow. Even if the rains are hiding it, you know the sun's going to rise tomorrow. You don't say, I hope the sun rises tomorrow. You know it's going to rise. You can say, I hope, my hope is in Jesus. You know that everything he said you can have joy because you say, you know that God says it's going to happen. It'll come to pass. It's a hope you can fully expect to come to pass. The angels are essentially proclaiming, and again, I'm just, I'm just kind of helping you understand what they're proclaiming here. They're essentially saying, 
you can bank your soul on all of this coming to pass. That's what the, the angels are basically, because they're proclaiming, they said, we see God every minute of every day, and we can guarantee you, if he sent Jesus, your salvation has, has come, and it'll all come to pass. You can bank your soul on it. So as they proclaim and, and praise God, this great light and great glory appears with them. They're expressing that the Messiah... The hope of the world has not just arrived, but he is guaranteed to finish the mission. Amen? Guaranteed to finish the mission. You and I can't guarantee to finish any mission. I couldn't even guarantee that the mic was going to work tonight. But I guarantee God was going to work tonight. And that every soul that comes to him with believing faith would be saved. Jesus guarantees if you'll come to him by faith, he will not cast any out. Isn't that great to know? Yeah. The Jewish shepherds and the Gentile wise men, or what magi that came from the east, both fully believed this message. One from the star, one from the angels. They both fully believed the message, and they dropped everything to go find Jesus. And in doing so, they're saved from sin and from death, and they find a joy and a hope that's unknown outside of Christ. I would never go back to my pre-Christ day. You couldn't pay me a billion dollars. You couldn't pay me to live one second unsaved again. You can have all the money of Bill Gates and Elon Musk and everybody else out there. I wouldn't take a second with Jesus. How about you? But as they come... And they believe by faith, and they drop everything to follow. They unknowingly fulfill one last Isaiah scripture, Isaiah 42, 6. I will keep you, that's being Jesus, that's Messianic, the capital U there. I will keep you as a covenant. Jesus is the covenant to the people as a light to the Gentiles. The, ma the Magi, the wise men were coming to the light of the Gentiles, the shepherds were coming to the king of the Jews, but they were both coming to the same Messiah, the same Savior. Their story becoming part of his story, the greatest story ever told. How about you and me? How about us? Jesus doesn't want you to know about the story, but by faith he wants your story in his story. Amen? I'm going to close in prayer, and then uh, when Tawan comes up, and he can go ahead and come up, but... Uh, I'm going to close in prayer, and then those of you that are online, just bow with me. And if there's anyone here and say, tonight I, I came, and I don't even know why I'm here. I don't normally go to a Christmas Eve service. I don't even go to church. I haven't been a step foot in a church in ages, or whatever it may be. That was me for about five, six years. Me and my wife, we were unsaved. We didn't go into a church. But maybe you're watching online, and the Lord spoke to you. Just bow your head, and if there's anyone here, say, man, I want to, I want to put my faith and trust in Jesus as the wise men and the shepherds did. Raise your hand. I just want to pray with you. If there's anyone here tonight, says, I, I came. Lord spoke to me. Maybe you're online, watching anyone at all in this room. I just want to pray. I'll pray a prayer and maybe someone online. Again, maybe someone's sitting in a hospital bed. Maybe it got shared by a Facebook share and somebody else got it and somebody else got it and somebody else says, I, don't, I can't go anywhere. I'll watch this service. Maybe God's calling you by name. Everyone he saves, he calls by name. Just pray, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming into this world. Thank you for living a sinless life. Thank you for preaching 
the gospel, which is your own shed blood. Thank you for shedding your blood for my sins. Thank you for conquering Satan, death, and the grave, and Lord, raising victoriously. And Lord, thank you that you completed the mission. Lord, please forgive me of all of my sins. Save me. Wash me by the blood of Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, for I have decided this day to follow you for the rest of my life. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's in Jesus' name I pray.